Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a podcast from The Times, sports newspaper of the year. Hello and welcome to The Games, the podcast of record from The Times. I'm Chris Skinner and in moments I'll be speaking to four-time Olympic gold medalist Matthew Pinsent. Also on the show, Owen Slott will assess Bradley Wiggins' chances in the time trial and Rick Broadbent will provide an athletics update. You've been getting in touch using the MyOlympics hashtag in Twitter and over the last 24 hours you've been quite an inspired bunch despite the lack of gold medals. Louise said, what a brilliant day if you get the chance to go to the Games, an unforgettable experience. London smiling and at its best. Agree? Disagree? Let us know. So, over to Matthew Pinsent. The Times have had him running around from venue to venue in the first week, and I started by asking for his highlights so far. Uh, I thought, even though the result wasn't brilliant for GB, I thought the men's road race was fantastic because it just showed the passion for Olympic sport that the British people have got. You know, there were, they reckon there were hundreds of thousands of people out, uh, and it was probably the biggest crowd for an Olympic event in Olympic history, which I think is fantastic. Now, we all wanted Mark Cavendish to win. Of course we did, and, you know, the team tried their best, and it wasn't to be. But for me, that set, set the games off on, a, a you know, a great footing, because it just showed that the, the population were massively behind the games and uh, the ticket sales, which have been generally very good, are being reflected in a passionate and knowledgeable crowd, which for me is a, an important part of hosting. Now, the, the women's race impressed me just as much given the state of the weather and yes. still, still the volume of crowds that turned up. That's right. The men were sort of lovely sunshine and you could imagine it being 10 deep then, but even in the sort of, there were sort of moments of dry rain for the women's race uh, and I reckon the numbers were comparable. Now you know a thing or two about endurance and recovery. Wiggins and Froome have got the uh, the time trials later on today. Can they, can they really be in tip-top condition for that? I think it's probably impossible for them to be in tip-top condition given the summer they've had with the tour and then the road race the other day but cyclists are amazing engines. I would be amazed if they hadn't done three or four hours of training a day between now and uh, what they did on Saturday. Um, it just becomes a habit for them that they go out and ride. They ride quite a lot on the rest days of the Tour de France, when even when you think yeah. that's one of the toughest events they ever have, they still go out and ride on the rest days. So I really hope that, that Bradley gives it a, uh, a decent crack. And, and if he does, I think he's got a chance of winning it. Of course he does. And I think that would cement him a nice piece of sort of Olympic history. I think he's on, oh, is he five, five Olympic medals so far? Something like that. Yep. Uh, and so, uh, you know, to get to, 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 to go one more would be really nice. 
Now, I can't let you go without talking to you about rowing. Of course. Uh, Patrick Kidd was on the uh, programme yesterday. He predicted goals are plenty. In fact, I think he said four goals. How are you yeah, feeling? I would have said that's about right. Yeah, I think, I, I think there are four British boats who are right at the top of their form and are the best in the world. Uh, I would say, I mean, he must have said the women's double skull, uh, the women's coxless pair, which race Wednesday, yeah. women's double skulls Friday, uh, the men's four go on Saturday, and I'm presuming he said the lightweight men's double the skull on Hunter and Purchase. That's exactly it. Yeah, yes. so I think, I think it's pretty clear what we all think are our four best shots, but what's great is we've got two or three other ones. The women's lightweight double have suddenly come good this yeah. regatta. Uh, the men's eight, they go on Wednesday. They've got a chance of winning. I, I wouldn't put it any stronger than that. They do have a chance of winning. So for them and the one other boat I'd want to mention would be the lightweight men's four. Um, you know, we've got suddenly we've got six or seven boats there, um, three or four of whom have got absolutely the right to call themselves favourite, and the others who are thinking, you know what, on our day we can win this. Um, and it just hopefully uh, in the next three or four days we get we get lots of crews having their race of their lives. You know, it's great for our sport. You know, rowing is more popular in the UK now than it is anywhere in the world, which is which is great for us. It's great for a home Olympics. I'm sure you played a small part in that yourself. A massive, yeah, absolutely massive. <laughs> uh, Matthew, thanks for your time. That's much appreciated. No problem. All the best. I'm joined now by Chief Sports Reporter Owen Slot. Owen, it depends how you define the most successful Olympian, but in, in terms of volume of medals, uh, Bradley Wiggins has a chance in the time trial tomorrow of becoming Britain's most successful Olympian. How do you see his chances? Uh, he has a very good chance of winning that gold medal, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's one of the favourites. He's, um, uh, he's the bookies' favourite now, actually. And there's been a few indications recently that he's in very good form. He looked uh, in tremendous form in the time trials on the Tour de France and various events before that. Th- this is really where he comes into his own, isn't it? Well, t- time trialling is, uh, is his expertise, his number one expertise. I mean, to win the Tour de France, you have to be an all-rounder. That's, uh, uh, that, that's what gets you over the line um, uh, first in Paris. Uh, you have to be able to climb and you have to be able to do time trialling. Now, he won the Tour de France this year by being a pretty good, a pretty damn good climber and an absolutely first-class time trialer. Who, who, who are we expecting to see challenging him? Uh, Cancellara's obviously got an injury. Are we uh, looking Tony Martin, Chris Froome, anyone else? Well, this is interesting. You've mentioned you've mentioned the challenges already, and there's a there there's a sort of an asterisk by all of them. One, Fabian Cancellara, probably a week ago, you you would have said that he would be your uh, favourite. He's the reigning Olympic champion. Uh, he he is the uh, one of the greatest time trialists of all time. Uh, he started in the Tour de France and pulled out specifically early uh, in order to prepare for the Olympics. Um, uh, he, he is a fantastic time trialer, but he took a whopping crash in the, uh, in the, in the road race uh, on Saturday. Um, we thought he'd um, broken a collarbone. It looked very unlikely that he was going to compete in the time trial, but he is going to compete. So question mark, how fit he is, how, how much, can, uh, how much is, is that going to be a problem to him? We don't know, but that's the question mark against him. Now, the next up is Tony Martin, who is the world champion, a German rider, um, obviously a, a pretty 
handed time trial given he's the the uh, world champion um he's had a um a very troubled uh season he um uh he had a bad crash in april um uh broke a bone had to pull out for a while um he was back in time for the tour de france uh he crashed again in france uh took some pretty bad uh damage to his wrist uh, carried on for about three or four days and then pulled out there. So um, uh, he's never, he, he hasn't had uh, a long run of riding. Uh, he hasn't been in a position to show great form. So there's the question mark against him. Uh, so there's those two. And then uh, Chris Froome, as you mentioned, uh, his countryman, uh, who was in Team Sky with him uh, in, um, in the Tour de France. When Wiggins won both time trials, uh, Chris Froome came second in both of them. So we're pretty well, we're, we as in Great Britain are pretty well positioned, two pretty good uh, yeah. challenges for the gold medal. Make a call then. Do, do, do you think we can have two medals and, and what colour are they going to be? Oh, okay. All right. I'll, put, I'll, I'll let it down. I think Wiggins will win, uh, will win the gold and I think that Froome will win the bronze. I, I, I'd expect one, or, one of Cancellara and Martin to, uh, to deliver uh, on the day. I'm joined now by our athletics correspondent, Rick Broadbent. Rick, we haven't heard from you yet because the athletics is so late to the party. What are you most excited about at this stage? Well, you're, you're right, Chris. It does start late. Um, you know, every, the world has come to London and um, our athletes have all gone to Portugal to uh, <laughs> train, but, they're, but they're, they're drifting in now. The things I'm most looking forward to, uh, there's a few. I mean, from a British perspective, it's hard to look past Jessica Ennis and Mo Farah. Yeah. You know, Jess, we've got to know quite well through her role as a Times columnist and and uh, following her for the last few years. So, um, and, and she then, kicks um, off on Friday, doesn't she? She Jessica? starts Friday. I mean, Southland takes place over two days, so um, uh, they start Friday, finish um, Saturday. Um, when she she finishes with the 800 meters, the last of the seven events. Half an hour after that, you've got Mo Farah going in the 10,000 wow. metres final on Saturday night. So that could be um, quite an astonishing um, an hour, really. Let's uh, just uh, look at Philip Sadoa as well. What's the current situation? The situation there is, is farcical, I think <laughs> is the best word to put it. Um, you have a head coach and a former world champion who don't speak. Basically, they fell out because Charles Van Comney said, you do were pulled out of a team via Twitter. You do were denied that and said... Um, coach was a blatant liar so this has been rumbling on for a year now so they don't speak to each other um so therefore getting information about the extent of his injury because he has got an injury um has been hard basically phillips is definitely in a bit of a panic hence he didn't go to the training camp he chose to get his own physiotherapist in london who he's worked with for a long time and he's doing everything he can to get fit. The good thing in his favour is in the triple jump, he only needs to pull out two big jumps Yeah. and he's got a medal. To be honest, the extent of how bad it is, the injury, we, we probably won't know until he's done his first jump. I, I wonder how, how much some people use injuries as mind games. Um, not, not to wind up Van Comedy, but to wind up any potential opponents. He, he has, no one has really much idea of his form this season, do they? No. Could, no. could, there, could there be anything in this that he's, his injury is being overplayed? Yeah, there, there could be. No athletes, even though it's a solo event, an individual event, and in most of these events, nothing that you know you do physically affects your uh, opponents. Um, they don't like to reveal injuries. Di Green <laughs> is another one who had knee surgery last winter, and he kept that quiet for months before yeah. it, it flipped out. It's a funny event, the triple jump. Um, 
you know, it's easy to mess up and it's easy to just um, <laughs> not exactly fluke one jump, but just no. like one big jump and um, and you've got a gold medal. So if he turns up, he's got a chance. Um, now I want you to make a call. Um, let's say it's 12th of August. Uh, how many golds have Britain won in athletics? Athletics, I think. Well, their target is eight, including one gold, and I think they'll do better than that. I think they could get three goals, which would be an immense achievement compared to previous years. I think Jess Grace will get a gold. I think Mo Farrow will get a gold. He's in two events. I mean, he could get two, yeah. but I'd, I'd put him down for one. And I think Di Green will, will probably get a gold. I mean, on paper, he is slower than his rivals, but um, you know, they've got to run three rounds. He's strong, and... Um, over three rounds, I think he probably has got more in the tank than uh, some of the guys up against. So I'd go for three medals, and I think eight's probably about right. They, they, they could get more. That's fighting talk, and I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're just desperate for the athletics to start, so we look forward to talking to you a little bit more once we're up and running there. Rick, thanks for your time. No problem. Good to meet you. Some more of your thoughts using the MyOlympics hashtag in Twitter from Will. Never thought I'd be going through Hackney on the train to get to an Olympic venue, which sums up some of the disbelief that it's happening in a, a part of town that's just not used to getting breaks, I guess. And Justine Gordon, it's great how we're all watching Olympics together every night. Teenagers happy to sit down with parents. It might feel nice and novel now, but before you know it, you'll be arguing one of you wants to watch Equestrian, one of you wants to watch basketball, one of you storms upstairs, someone tells the other one they're being childish, doors get slammed. Send your thoughts over and we'll read as many as we can on tomorrow's programme. You can listen to this programme on our amazing iPad app. It comes complete with pictures to help describe some of the elements I'm trying to bumble my way through. And it's also available as a podcast in iTunes. Just search Games Podcast in the iTunes store. If you aren't yet a Times subscriber, you can do so by visiting timespacks.co.uk. There's a pack there to suit your needs. Our next show will be with you tomorrow morning. The Times iPad edition will be updating at 5am, 5pm and 10.30pm. The gold rush just might start later on today. Enjoy it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.